This anointed teaching by Apostle David Muluzi is brought to you by God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church. We hope you have an encounter with God as you listen to this message. Father, we thank you that even as we receive your word this morning, that you minister to us by your spirit. Lord, I make it known to your children that I'm not trusting on my own human intellect, but I'm depending upon you, Spirit of God, to speak for the word with power and with anointing. And Lord, I promise to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that you will do and accomplish through your word this day in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, I am the highly favored of the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Now, today we are continuing with our series, Live on the Bright Side of Life. Live on the Bright Side of Life. This is part four, that we are to live our lives on the bright side of life. Now, to live your life on the bright side of life is talking about to see potential to succeed, potential of success, potential of healing, potential of miracle. Amen? You know, that you're seeing the good instead of seeing the bad. Yeah, so that is the side where you choose to live. Yeah, to live on the dark side of life is to see the possibility of failure, the possibility of sickness, and possibility of destruction. Yeah, and uh, that is living on the dark side of life. Now, I've been interacting with people who were uh, tested positive, COVID po uh, 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 positive, and my first reaction to them is, you're not going to die. Yeah, that is my first step. And then I say that, you know, I was talking to, you know, one family member, and I was saying to, uh, to him, I say that, you know, the greatest battle is in your mind. It's not, it's not the sickness. The greatest battle is in your mind. You know, and that uh, you need to make sure that you conquer in your mind, and, and this thing will, will just disappear. And I said that many people have probably contacted it, and they shared it off without them even knowing. Which group do you want to, to be in? The one that, that is knowing or the one that is not knowing? <laughs> And so, you know, the, the, the greatest battle is in the mind. Yeah. So faith only works on the bright side of life. Yeah. And fear and unbelief work on the dark side of life. Yeah. So the bright side of life sees the good out of the bad. The dark side of life sees the bad out of the good. So the bright side of life is anticipating things to go right. Yeah. And the dark side of life is anticipating things to go wrong. The Pharisees were looking at what bad things 
they could trap Jesus with. Instead of looking at what good things they can see Jesus doing. Yeah. Uh, the Pharisees are looking at, oh, how can we trap Jesus? How can we trap, uh, you know, Jesus? Now, instead of seeing what is God doing, you know, and, and so that, that, is, that is so much important. So living in the bright side of life is such a blessing. You know, somebody sent me a message. I want to read it to you. Uh, you know, now this person was in quarantine and was following on Facebook, you know, listening to the message. And so uh, it's, it's a colleague who sent me the message, just appreciating, uh, you know, uh, says, good evening, Papa. I want to thank you so much for caring for us as your flock. May God bless you and increase your territory. My colleague was down with COVID-19. Myself and Pastor Swapa would send her your, your sermons and got healed just by repeating your confessions. Wow. You know, we praise God and that uh, him for you. Uh, your teachings are powerful. Okay, now I want to, then he sent me a, 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 a clip of his communication with a colleague. Yeah. And the colleague said this, he's writing to uh, this person. He says, and uh, funny enough, did you see your pastor's sermons? Yahudi Topa. Yahudi Topa. Angisha Kasam 91. Okay, verse 3. after him. Today I consulted. I am okay. Papa was just taking me. I listened. And I am delivered. Wow. Hallelujah. And I read this and I say, oh, it's so much, uh, you know, encouraging. And so I hear so many testimonies of uh, people that are just, you know, uh, saying that, you know what, the weight is reaching us and it's transforming our lives. And that is a blessing, you know. And so uh, look, seeing I mean, living our lives on the bright side of life, you're seeing that God is going to do a miracle. Instead of, oh, we are going to die. We are not going to die. You know, we're going to live. We're going to declare the praises of God. You shall not die, but you shall live to declare the praises of God. Hallelujah. And so, but the Pharisees were always tripping, want to trap Jesus. Jesus, what did, you know, let's get him. Let's get him. Now, let's look at Matthew chapter 12 from verse 1. Matthew chapter 12 from verse 1. 
At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on the Sabbath. His disciples were hungry and began to pick some heads of grain and eat them. When the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath. Now, what was it that was unlawful on the Sabbath? It was, we should not work on the Sabbath. You know, and so, but here are the disciples. They are going, and there are fields uh, around. And so they are picking up some grains to eat because they were hungry. And guess what? The Pharisees were watching. Yeah. And then from there, when they saw that, they went to Jesus and they said to Jesus, look at your disciples. They are doing what is unlawful to do on the Sabbath. Now, the, the issue here that we need to understand is that what was unlawful, it was a work and not eating. Yeah. So, uh, that when the Bible says don't pick up grains on the Sabbath, meaning that don't work on the Sabbath. Yeah. Uh, don't harvest on the Sabbath. But they were not harvesting per se. They were hungry. They were eating. Yeah. Now, do you think that those people on Sabbath in their homes, they are not eating? These Pharisees. Yeah. So why are they now blaming those Simply because they are in the field and they are picking. Yeah. You see, they were looking at the, the dark side of what is it that we can catch him with. Yeah. And then secondly, why don't they go to the disciples? Why do they go to Jesus? Jesus was not picking. You know, it was the disciples who were picking grain. So why did they go to Jesus, you see. They just want parumulana, you know. And so it's because they were, they were living their lives on the dark side of life. Yeah. And, and we should not be like that. Amen? Now Jesus answered them, verse 3. He answered, haven't you read what David did when he and his companions were hungry, he entered the house of God, and he and his companions ate the consecrated bread, which was not lawful for them to do, but only for the priests. He says, Jesus broke the law. I mean, David, Jesus, this is Jesus speaking. He says, he says you Pharisees, you say my... My, uh, uh, my disciples have broken the law. Let me tell you, David broke the law. So what are you saying about it? You claim to be uh, following uh, uh, Moses, and, but David, David broke the law. Why? Because the bread uh, on showbread table was only to be eaten by the priest. But David was not a priest, and his men, his fighters were not priests, but they went into the house of God, and they ate the bread. And so why are you coming to me to accuse me of, of that? You know? And he says here, or oh, haven't you read, he gives them now another one, in the law that the priests on Sabbath duty in the temple 
desecrated the Sabbath and yet are innocent. They desecrated the Sabbath and yet are innocent. Yeah. And, and so what is, what is he saying? He's saying that, you know, you need to see the good out of every situation. Instead of just picking up the bad, picking up the bad, just see the good out of every situation. And so, I tell you, verse 6, that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what these words mean, I desire mercy, not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent. For the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. Going on from that place, he went into their synagogue. He now gets in into their church, into the synagogue. You think that they have stopped, you know, searching and looking for a trap that they can catch? No. These people are on a mission. They are just on the uh, left lane, you know, the dark. Uh, uh, Jesus is, 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 is uh, uh, driving on the right lane, but now they are on the left lane. Yeah. And so they are searching. We need to trap him with something. Now, look at verse 10. What was happening in the, in the synagogue? And a man with a shriveled hand was there, a hand that was, uh, you know, paralyzed, uh, that was uh, shriveled, was there. The man was there. Now, looking for a reason to bring charges against Jesus, they asked him, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Uh, is it? I mean, what kind of question is it? Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? In other words, if you heal, you will be committing, you will be breaking the law. You see that they did not have a good spirit. And there are people who even today, uh, you go to Israel, uh, they are following the law strictly to a point that, uh, you know, there is... If we, when you go to a hotel, um, a lot of hotels, there is a dedicated lift that works uh, on a Sabbath. So on a Sabbath, that lift, you know, it's not like any. Now, there are others that are for like people like us, you know, uh, that will go and, you know, uh, Sabbath does not mean anything, you know, because the real Sabbath is Jesus in our lives. Yeah, and so, but uh, you go there, there is this particular lift, you know, it's also written. Now, that lift, it opens, you know, you go in, it closes, it's time, eh? it goes to the next floor, it opens, you know, and then it closes, it goes to the, so it stops every floor. Yeah, and you don't have to do anything. So according to them, when you're observing, uh, that you, do, you know, by pressing a button, you're waking. You're waking. You know, and so you'll be breaking the law. So you, now you have to go in. You know, it's a Sabbath. You go in and, and, and you, you are there. And, then, and then I'm thinking, hey, you know, this is taking it to the, uh, to the extreme. Yeah. So they were doing that. Right here. And so, 
they, they saw a man with, with hand that is shriveled, and they, they asked him, you know, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? Yeah. He said to them, if any of you has a sheep and it falls into a pit on the Sabbath, will you not take hold of it and lift it up? So they were hypocrites, eh? Yeah. And now, obviously, the answer is yes. I won't let my sheep die there. I will pick it up. So now he says, how much more valuable than a sheep? Therefore, how much more valuable is a person than a sheep? Therefore, it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, stretch out your hand. So he stretched it out and it was completely restored just as sound as the other. So the Pharisees failed to see the disciples, you know, uh, being fed. You know, they failed to see the man being healed. It's because they were more concerned about trapping Jesus. You know, even when Jesus' disciples were picking up grains, the Pharisees questioned Jesus. You know, they were looking at the wrong side of life. You know, the modern-day Pharisees, you know the modern-day Pharisees? You know them? They will be looking at whether are we keeping a social distance. You know, do they have all masks on? If they are watching online, uh, they are not happy if only it's just my picture that is coming out. But when the, the camera now is zooming at, they will be watching. I wish they could keep it there. I want to see. It's everyone having a mask on. That's a modern day Pharisees. You know, and they say, if I can see one of them who does not have a mask, I am dialing in you know, a 10 triple one emergency at God's tabernacle. There is somebody who did not have a mask on. Instead of listening to the word, they are not listening to the, they are just want to observe what it's, that's modern day Pharisees. And you know what, most of the time it's not non-believers, it's a fellow believer. It's so unfortunate. Yeah. You know, the Bible says that a brother will betray another brother. We are in those, in that era, you know, whereby a fellow Christian will sell you out. I know that this is not comfortable, but this is the truth. <laughs> now, are you looking? Now, uh, you need to look at yourself that as I live my life, am I living on the bright side of life or on the dark side of life? Are you with me? You know. So, are you expecting to get sick? and die, or are you expecting to stay healthy and live? We shall live and not die. You know, and uh, we believe that God is working in our lives. Amen? You know, somebody came uh, yesterday and, you know, he was talking to me and said, you know, uh, I, I want to keep a distance. He was far away. Yeah, and then I said to her, I said, look here, 
every virus that touches my body dies in Jesus' name. So you don't have to uh, be scared that, you know, so that you, no, every virus, that's where I'm, I'm believing. That's what I'm, I don't know what you believe in. Now I believe that every virus that touches my body dies. Amen? You know, and so I am looking at what God is doing instead of what the virus is doing. Yeah, I'm looking at with the power of God in action instead of what the enemy can do. Hallelujah. Are we expecting our bodies to reject every virus and bacteria that touches your body? Yes, you should expect that. You know, we expect our immune system to be strong and healthy. It is strong and healthy. I declare that every virus that touches your body dies in Jesus' name. You know, faith is expecting God to be working in the background. You see, fear is expecting the devil to be working in the background. So who are you expecting to be working in the background? God or the devil? Answer me. <laughs> which, which, which agent are you expecting to be working mightily in the background? Angels or demons? Angels, right? Yeah. Now, let's look at an example whereby uh, both a situation in the background, there were angels working and there were also demons working, you know, in the background. Second Kings chapter 6, and we're going to read from verse 8. This is a fascinating story, really. Second Kings chapter 6, verse 8. Now, the powerful empire at that time, uh, that was before the rise of the Babylonian Empire. You know, the powerful uh, government, powerful uh, uh, you know, nation that was, during that time, it was a nation of Assyria, or nation of Syria. It was a powerful nation. And so it was always inflicting fear and coming against the nation of Israel. Now, Israel, it was the, the northern kingdom, the ten tribes of Israel, and Judah and Benjamin was the southern kingdom. And so uh, Israel was the first one to fall, and it fell to the, to the nation of Assyria. You know, but before that happened, uh, there was this king of Assyria who was tormenting the children of Israel. Let's read. Once when the king of Syria was warring, you know, was fighting, waging war against Israel, he took counsel to his servants, saying, at such and such a place shall be my camp. In other words, we are going to uh, get them at such and such a place. You know. Verse 9. But the man of God in Israel would send the way to the king of Israel. Beware that you do not pass this particular place, for the Syrians are going down there. So the prophet was warning the king that this is what is going to happen. Be careful. 
This is what is going to happen. Are you with me? Yeah. And the king of Israel sent to the place about which the man of God told him. Yeah. Thus he used to warn him. You know, in other words, it was a frequent thing. He used to warn him so that he saved himself there more than once or twice. Now, on the other side, the mind of the king of Syria was greatly troubled because of this thing. He says, you know, whatever we plan, it is exposed. You know, Israel, the king of Israel knows about it. There must be a spy with, among ourselves. Yeah. And he says, uh, he was troubled because of this thing. And he called his servants and said to them, will you not show me who of us is for the king of Israel? Who is a spy right here? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the ways that you speak in your bedroom. He says there is a prophet in Israel, and that prophet, whatever you plan, the prophet will know about it, and he will tell the king of Israel all your plans. And so the king of Israel was living on the bright side of life because he was listening to the man of God and hearing the word from heaven. And this must be a lesson to us that when we share the word of God, when we receive the word of God, we'll always be protected from danger, we'll always be led by God, we'll always avoid any difficulties, you know, when we hear from heaven. You know, so to live on the bright side of life is to have your attention to heaven. You know, listen to what heaven is saying. Listen to the word of God. So that is why it's so much important that we hear the word of God. We listen to the word of God. That is living our lives on the bright side of life. Now, if the king of Israel would have said, if he said that, oh, this prophet, what does he know? He, he's not a fighter. He's not, you know, a soldier. He does not know anything. What can he tell me? He would have even died. He would have fallen into a trap and even died. Yeah. But he was wise enough to share from heaven, to recognize that this man might not understand all the logistics, but a God that he serves understands it. And I better listen to him. Amen. You know, Spiritual things are important. Amen? Yeah. God was revealing to the prophet Elijah what the enemy, king of Syria, was planning to do. When we listen to God, we'll be aware of all the traps of the enemy. You know, God will guide us out of danger. God will deliver us from evil. God, who knows the future, will direct you to his perfect will in what is still to come. You will be secured in the will of God. Now, as long as king of Israel was saving the Lord, he was safe. As long as he was listening to God, he was safe. As long as you are saving the Lord, you, you will be safe. Do not fear terror by night, nor error that flies by day. 
As long as you're saving, you're doing the will of God. You know, the, the best thing to, the safest place to be at is doing the will of God. Don't allow anything to take you out of the will of God. Don't allow fear to take you out of the will of God. Don't allow, uh, you know, uh, bitterness to take you out of the will of God. Don't allow anything, you know, uh, offense also to take you out of the will of God. Walk in love, walk in the perfect will of God, then you are safe. Amen? And so, as long as the king was saving the Lord, he was saved. Now, any plan of the enemy against your life is twathed in Jesus' name. We silence every voice that rises up against your life in the name of Jesus. I declare that every spirit of fear that wants to attach itself to you, that that spirit is broken in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Now, look at verse 13. And he said, the king now tells uh, his soldiers, go and see where he is, that I may send and seize him. It was told him, behold, he's in Dothan. You know, so they send his spy, secret agent, go and check out, where is this man? And so they went, you know, they went and, and then they checked it out and said, oh, he's in Dothan. So they came and reported, no, he's in Dothan. So he, he, that is the king, sent there horses and chariots and a great army, and they came by night and surrounded the city. Yeah. They were there surrounding the whole city of Dothan. Now, there was a plot to kill the prophet. What was the aim of sending soldiers was to kill the prophet, to arrest and kill him. The army was mobilized by night to arrest and kill the prophet Elisha. Prophet Elisha must have known about this plot because he knew about every plot that was planned against the king of Israel. So also, when now it was directed to him, he must have known you know, that now uh, there is a plot against me. God must have revealed that to him. Yeah. Now, that, that was the dark side of life, that the enemy had been sent to attack your life. But let me tell you, the prophet never spent sleepless night thinking about how is he going to escape. Hallelujah. You know, he never bothered about, is God going to help me now? You know, am I going to be delivered? He never bothered. You know what? He just had a perfect sleep. He knew that, you know what? And the enemy, that is the dark side, the enemy has sent his, uh, uh, you know, his soldiers against me, you know, but I'm not going to bother about it. I'm just going to have a perfect sleep. You will always have a perfect sleep in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yeah. We are told of one servant of God, uh, I think it's Smith, uh, Smith Wigglesworth, he woke up in the middle of the night and there was this presence. You know, he felt. And when he woke up at the corner of his bed, he saw, you know, the devil. He saw 
probably a demon sitting there. Yeah. And then he looked at and said, oh, it's you, devil. And then he went back to sleep. <laughs> it's a true story. Yeah. And then, so the devil realized, oh, you know what, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fighting a losing battle. Remember what we said, whatever you give attention to grows. Yeah. And so, uh, what, what would you have done if it was you? You wake up in the middle of the night, <laughs> and then you open up your, your eyes, you see the devil. Yeah, you will be shaking. You know, the whole bed will be shaking. <laughs> What's that? She will be wet. You'll pass by, eh? Oh, the bed will be wet. The bed will be wet. <laughs> Let us not take it further. How what will be the cause? Let us not think. Don't think that far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the prophet never bothered about that. Yeah. You know why? Instead of looking at the soldiers, probably he saw that, you know what? God is working also in this situation. Amen? Yeah. Now, verse 15. When the servant of the man of God rose early in the morning and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. And the servant said, Alas, my master, what shall we do? Uh, he's there. Uh, this is the servant of Elisha now. Uh, and so he's a prophet. He has uh, somebody serving him. So in the morning, the servant goes out, and then he looks out. There are soldiers all around. Yeah, and he knows that they are gunning for, for Elisha. You know, they're going to attack him, and then definitely when they attack, they will attack everybody. You know, the devil, when he wanted to kill Jesus, he, 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 he went and killed every two-year-old boy and doubt unless he killed everybody. That's how merciless the devil is. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, and, and that is why, child of God, you have to stand, stay strong for your family. You know, and you say... I will be strong, you know, for also my family. You'll never attack me. You'll never attack my children. You will never attack my family members. You know, I resist you in Jesus' name. You, you are the only hope to your family. Are you listening to me? You are the only hope to your family. Yeah, and that is why even this difficult situation, even those family members who were always accusing you and saying that we, we tira mobitere, now they are running to you. Hey, you know, wanarakadi, akontuse, you know, They're coming because you are the only hope. So stay strong in faith. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. And so, uh, so the, uh, the seven problems knew that if they come for Elijah, they are coming for him. They are coming for the whole city. Yeah. Uh, because it was just scores of soldiers around. Yeah. 
And so he said, alas, my master, what shall we do? And so, verse 16, the prophet said, do not be afraid. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. So now, I want you to see this. That the prophet, the, the, the servant, only saw the dark side of life. Soldiers coming to attack. Yeah. But the prophet saw also the bright side of life. That oh, even though there is, there are these soldiers that are real, you know, but there are those that are with us, which are more and greater than those that are with them. Yeah. The natural person might be standing here and seeing soldiers of coronavirus all over the place, you know, and, and wherever they go, it's just they're hearing news of this virus has killed so many people, you know, so many people have infected. Now, those are soldiers, eh? uh, the dark side of life. But you as a child of God, you are to see the bright side of life. And that is God is on your side. That greater is he that is with you and in you than the one that is in the world. You know better. Amen? And so that's what we see here. He said that don't worry. Those that are with us are more than those who are with them. So the prophet also saw those who were with them. He did not see only darkness out there. He also saw the goodness of God. Let us use the eye of faith and see the help of the Lord. Amen? You see, people who are not working in faith, who are not living in faith, they are only seeing the dark. And they are concerned. I wonder, if I touch this, who touched this before? You know, uh, what might be in here? You know, and, uh, you know, I should not do this. I must be careful of this. You know, when I speak, I mean, oh, people living in fear. But now, of course, we will, we will observe the protocol, but we're not trusting on the protocol. Because the protocol, even though it's there in place, it's failing. Yeah? It keeps uh, changing. Yeah, it keeps changing. Quarantine is 14 days. Now it's 10 days. <laughs> you know, next week it will be six days. You know, and then uh, from there, say, no, quarantine never works. You know, and <laughs> hey. Yeah, this is exciting. But thank God that we have the word of God that never changes. You know, the word of God that never changes. The word of God that is there. Yeah. We're told that it is, this virus is on droplets. And the next thing, it's airborne. You know. And then the next thing, now the latest was, uh, you can be reinfected. Yeah. So you better stick with what is stable, what is there. That is the word of God, that God takes care of you all the time. Amen? And so uh, uh, 
Elijah said that, don't worry. Those that are with us are more than those that are with them. Now, verse 17. Then Elijah prayed and said, Oh, Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. You know, open his eyes that he may see. I pray that your eyes may be open in Jesus' name. Your eye of faith may be open that you may see that God is on your side. Amen? You know, God is on your side. You wake up in the morning and you declare, God is on my side. Yeah. And at times, uh, I wake up in the morning, I mean, I wake up at night, and then I feel, you, you know how, how if, if you are to catch cold, you know how, how it feels like. Yeah. And then I'll feel uh, that way, and then I'll say, the devil, you are a liar. Please pack your things and leave. And I'll go back to, to bed. And in the morning, I am fine. Yeah. You see, the devil who want to, to attract, who want to bring this, you know, you need to stand in faith and say, I am the healed of the Lord. You know, it is well with me. Every virus that touches my body dies instantly in Jesus' name. Amen? And so, Elisha prayed, Oh, Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of a young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Yeah, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. Let me tell you, you have, the, the Bible says that we have come to the company of heavenly angels. You know, so I choose to walk in the company of heavenly angels. Wherever I go, I am surrounded by heavenly angels, chariots of fire around my life. And I declare that chariots of fire are around your life. When you leave your house, you go to work, you go to school, you are there with chariots of angels all around your life. In Jesus' name. Amen? And so that's what he saw. And when the Syrians came down against him, Elijah prayed to the Lord and said, please strike these people with blindness. So he st God struck them with blindness in accordance with the prayer of Elijah. Can you imagine? It was God who responded to the prayer of Elijah, and he struck them with blindness. And Elijah said to him, this is not the way, he told them, Oh, you're lost. This is not the way. You know, this is not the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. The man whom they are seeking, he's talking to them. He says, I will take you to the man whom you seek. And he led them to Samaria. He took them right at the capital city of Israel. You know, at, at the center of, you know, it's like he's taking them right in the middle of danger. You know, they had, they, they had attacked, you know, a, a secluded town of Doth, Dothan. Now he says, no, no, this is a wrong city. Let me take, and then he takes them to right in the city of Samaria, in the middle of their enemy. 
where there are more soldiers. I mean, where the king is, definitely there will be more soldiers, more chariots and everything. So he, take, he takes them right there. Yeah. And as soon as they enter Samaria, Elisha said, open the eyes of this man that they may see. Now, here is the thing. It, as they were leaving, it does not mean that they were blind. No. But they were blind to see what was happening. You know, they were able to see that we are going, you know, but we don't know where we are going. Yeah, but, but you know, Saui does not start today. It was then. <laughs> yeah, and so they went. And then when they got there, you know, he prayed again, Lord, open the eyes of this man that they may see. So the Lord opened their eyes and they saw. And behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. I declare that you will always be victorious in the name of Jesus. I declare that the storm will never swallow you up. I declare that you are coming out of the other side. You are rising strong in Jesus' name. You are an overcomer. Yeah. And so, what, what is take home out of this today's message? Is that there were, in the background, while Elisha was in Dothan, there were soldiers that were sent at night surrounding the city. Yeah. Now, the servant in the morning saw soldiers around the city with chariots of fire. Yeah. But Elisha, you know, as much as and as soon as soldiers were dispersed, Elisha also saw from heaven a dispatching of angels and chariots of fire, you know, coming. And they were in a larger number than the physical ones that were there. Yeah. So Elijah had to choose. The dark side of life is that there are chariots from uh, Syria. The bright side of light is that there are chariots from heaven. You know, and these are much stronger, are bigger, are mightier than the ones that everybody can see. You know, and I am saying to you, it does not matter how big the challenge might look unto you. What and what God has dispersed to your aid, it's much bigger, it's larger, it's greater, it's mightier than what any physical eye can see. God is working in the background for you. The angels of God are working on your behalf. The angels of God are fighting your battles. And so what you should be doing is that every day when you wake up, you lift up your hands, you lift up your voice, and you say, thank you, God, that you're working on my behalf. Thank you, God, that you're going with me. Thank you, God, that you're sustaining me. Thank you, God, that you are there on my side. Whether I see it or not, I thank you, God, that you are helping me. That's what you should be doing every day when you stand up. Hallelujah. 
Because God is working on your behalf. You know, and by continuing to praise him, you know, the angels of God will continue. Throughout the day, you'll just see the angels of God working, working on your behalf. You know, you continue to thank God, and God will be there for you. Thank you for joining us during this episode. Join us next time, even as we continue to learn and grow with Apostle David Muluzi. Also, visit our website for more at cfcpolokwane.com. God richly bless you.